is Gilbert Jalad. I'm talking to you here from CPLSPA downtown. Uh, this is Tufts on Tax. You can call us at 877-647-7887. Again, 877-647-7887. And we are back to talk to you again uh, about cryptocurrency. This is our second episode about cryptocurrency. We had a little break uh, a while back. But uh, we are back to continue talking about it. Um, and uh, Mr. T. Scott Tufts here, the master of taxes, will answer all your questions and will discuss everything. How are you, uh, Scott? I'm doing fine. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, too. So, uh, Gilbert, so as we pick up on cryptocurrencies, um, pretty hot in the, uh, in the news, uh, a lot going on with what uh, our government's going to do in terms of gathering data. We have been talking in all of what we do at Tufts on Tax on getting the word out on how the government's gathering data out of the tax returns, and we want to help folks know and kind of be more aware of what, what goes into all this process. All right. Let's uh, go with it. So uh, we'll continue where we left off last time. Sure. So when we left off, we were kind of – and let me kind of uh, pick up so uh, our listeners will know – I talked to you about being on a highway, this kind of, by analogy, imagine uh, when you think about how to tax cryptocurrency, imagine if you kind of get in a car and jump on a highway and you have a lot of things happen on the highway. The idea kind of is that when you exit the highway, mm -hmm. you'll exit the highway out of a particular account or whatnot, and you will potentially realize the spread, the money you've made from what you went in with and what you leave with um, as a taxable event, paying taxes on it. So as we talked about last time, there's a box on your tax form, your individual tax form that says, are you involved in virtual currency, which would include cryptocurrency? Mm -hmm. And the answer is invariably going to be yes. There are some minor exceptions, so you're going to want to work with your CPA accountant on that. But the general concept is if you're trading, you're going to have to hit yes on that box or else you risk serious problems, even potentially criminal exposure, if you say no when, in fact, you've been trading during the year. So you jump on that highway, you need to know there's a yes box on the tax form. Now, as we break it down or unpack, what else is the IRS looking at that our folks, our listeners need to be aware of? And what we're, we're trying to get the word out is, is it is not going to be that you go play out on the highway and you're sh you know for sure that you don't have a tax consequence. So that's the heads up, Gilbert. You, you don't have to exit the highway for a potential hard fork to fit. And so the, we've got two terms that I want to cover today, mm -hmm. hard fork and soft fork. Okay. And the IRS is, and, and this isn't just me making this up, the IRS sites has a FAQ, a frequently asked question site on irs.gov out in August of 2021, mm -hmm. looking to help people get the information they need. So all of our listeners, you need to know that you can go to the irs.gov site and you can check out frequently asked questions on virtual currency transactions and get your answers there. And then, of course, if you still are unclear, you get with your professional, whether it's your CPA or someone like myself, if it's more, you know, obviously of a complex nature, and I can assist. Okay? I see a lot of questions over here. At least 40, 50 questions, almost yeah, 46 questions. Yeah, a lot there. So the idea that, hey, I don't need to worry about this or whatever is not true, right? So the concept is uh, a lot of the folks are traders. 
you know, uh, have traded in the past on our markets, mm-hmm. and they've dealt with what short ter- short short term holding periods, long term holding periods. You hold something more than six months, you hold something more than a year, you hold something for a long term versus short term. That affects the tax rate and what you're doing. Obviously, with the uh, uh, tax structure now, you need to be sensitive to where your wealth level is and the amount of taxes you pay. But specific to virtual currency, or in the case of cryptocurrency. Um, folks need to be careful. Now, let me just say this as an aside. Let's put tax aside for a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cryptocurrency, okay? Um, conceptually, there's secrecy to it. You're an anonymous kind of participant in, in many ways, uh, but you are, are in this world, and the concern is, are you getting scammed? You've got to be sent, you know, there's a consumer alert that goes with this tax concern. So you've got two things to get your eyes wide open on, and the first would be, am I getting scammed? Meaning that you're getting and told, hey, I've got performance, I'm making money, but someone's fictionalizing the reports you get. And believe it or not, there are a lot of cases that are happening. We're seeing those, and uh, we've got a number of agencies in the government who are trying to crack down on that. Um, the you know CFTC you got the SEC potentially looking at securities issues. you got law enforcement. Serious stuff. Oh, wow. Okay? So uh, our listeners need to know, first and foremost, make sure I'm not getting scammed. That's rule one. Okay? Check yes. it out. Double check. Triple check. Then, number two, the second part of this is, oh, my gosh, am I kidding myself that I don't have to pay tax on the stuff that I'm making? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the other part. Okay? Okay. All right. Now, let's in, in processing kind of these questions, I was fascinated to learn. I, I don't claim to be an expert on cryptocurrency, but what I'm trying to get the word out is is on the tax side. And we know there's hard forks and soft forks. So, And that's not meaning you're going to go eat dinner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, what we're talking about. It's a about, tax fork. It's a tax fork, right. <laughs> so um, what we're trying to do with uh, understanding these terms is that a hard fork and a soft fork works from the concept that um, when you have a soft fork occur, a soft fork occurs when a distributed ledger undergoes a protocol change that does not result in a diversion of the ledger and thus does not result in the creation of a new cryptocurrency. Because soft forks do not result in you receiving new cryptocurrency, you will be in the same position you were in prior to the soft fork, meaning that the soft fork will not result in income to you. This is question 30. So a soft fork kind of implies, you know, someone esoterically saying, well, um, something happened and maybe the government could tax it, right? Uh, inside the cryptocurrency account you're in. And you they, said maybe? Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is esoterically, meaning that you're concerned. Mm. You have had a change in your account. And let's say you're conservative in your approach to taxes and you have a sense that, hey, I've got something that I could conceivably capture a, an event that could be taxed inside cryptocurrency. Mm. The soft fork concept is that it's a minor blip. You haven't created a new cryptocurrency. You haven't gone from one type to another. Mm. Okay? The government is not after that if you can stay within the realm of soft fork. Okay? It's only on the hard fork transactions on the highway mm-hmm. that you have to be careful. And again, I don't know how else to say it except 
the folks out there that are trading in cryptocurrency, you know when you go from an apple to an orange as far as the type of cryptocurrency, a new cryptocurrency, when you jump from one to another type, maybe this, I don't know if it's going to help, but maybe you jump from the Maserati to, uh, you know, a different car. Understand that? Mm -hmm. Whereas the other situation is maybe you stop, pull over, and stay in the same car. They're not going to tax you in the same car, but if you jump and get out of one car to another, another one, one, then you're, you're in this hard so park situation. New and, and, they and, and they will tax it. So, so essentially what I see them doing here, Gilbert, and again, this is just my interpretation, is they're trying to find taxable events, right? Mm-hmm. No different than uh, folks trying to figure out, can you tax a real estate transaction? And, it's, and people out there may say, well, you sell your property. What's the big deal? you got to pay tax. But we have things like a 1031 exchange where you can trade from one real estate to another real estate. If you conform to certain rules called a like-kind exchange under the tax code, you can defer the tax. In other words, you can trade into something else, and they won't, they'll let you roll over that tax, essentially, mm-hmm. and not pay tax in the given year. And be exempt. Yeah, yeah. So, Well, not exempt, because it's a deferral. Oh. So that oh, they okay. keep track That's of it, but it's different. <clears throat> so we have to help folks realize that it's a much more complicated issue. And so, again, hopefully these analogies are helping our listeners, right? You're I on a highway. So you've gotten out of one car and gotten into a new car. Uh-oh. Hard fork. Tax. Right? You're in the same car. You haven't changed cryptocurrency type. Your argument is, hey, I just had a soft fork. I didn't get a hard fork. Therefore, I'm not taxed yet. So what's the example of a soft fork uh, in cryptocurrency? Well, again, it would be where you haven't traded into a new cryptocurrency, but maybe within the cryptocurrency type you've made an adjustment. How is that? Well, if again, that, explain. <laughs> for people that, I mean, I have no well, idea. Well, I, I think of it like, of, uh, uh, and again, let me just go to the, gen- I'm trying to avoid naming these different types, okay? But uh, let's go with a popular one, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're going from Bitcoin and you're having okay. transactions within your Bitcoin account. Okay. That might be different than your Bitcoin to Ethereum or something else, okay? So uh, the hard fork is looking for you to jump. And, and this should make sense because um, we're trying to, to find uh, – my take on this is that you're trying to find the reporting party. Because mm-hmm. what really is going to happen here, Gilbert, and this is happening across the tax system, we're looking t- for people to identify and report on you that a taxable transaction has occurred. What mm-hmm. am I saying? What are we hearing in the literature? The – government is pressing the banks to report on any transaction over six hundred dollars that's a big change wow you know we've talked about 1099 nec form miscellaneous Mm -hmm. form for over six hundred dollars they're going to now bring that same concept on or well they're trying they're proposing Mm -hmm. uh to bring to, to bring that and the whole idea here is is that there's some form tagging a transaction that they want to tax and, and, and so it's one thing for me to be responsible to pay my taxes. It's another thing if you provide a form to me, W-2, 1099, you name it, K-1, that tells the government, trace that income, trace that item. Now you have a match that should show up on the return. They have codes, and it will help them connect the dots. So it makes this tax system 
a complex system work if they can tag an item from one party to another and make sure it gets reported and tax paid. Now, since this is new and people are getting into this uh, right now, I mean, it's been a little while, but it's still new. So are they cutting people some slack if, if they make mistakes or they fall into mistakes unintentionally? Well, it's kind of hard sometimes to, to tell if it's intentional or unintentional. Right, right. But are they, are they, uh, is there a leeway to, you know, because, because this is new, we're going through this, um, are they being harsh on it to, to uh, so, so, punish people? All right, so I would say it this way. If the cryptocurrency brokers, right, mm-hmm. if those who are handling the money or the transactions, mm-hmm. money, virtual currency, Correct. if they're handling the, 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 the concept of what's within it, mm-hmm. then uh, they're going to put the onus on someone to exit that highway with a, 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 a reporting, right? So think of it like someone's on the highway, mm-hmm. You know, we go back to the, the highway. We go back to the highway, <laughs> and they say, "Hey, red car! Just a guy just jumped out of the red car and jumped into the blue car. Uh, we got a hard fork. Uh, let's get an, a, an information return reporting that transaction. Mm-hmm. And now we f- tell the IRS that, and we send it to the anonymous mm. participant rider in the car. Oh wow." And so I, to answer your question about is the IRS kind of going to cut anyone slack, I'd say that if they get the, uh, the flag system working with the forms and then you don't, I don't think they're going to cut you slack. But I think if it's, if it's now where they haven't quite implemented that broker transaction mm-hmm. and you check the yes box but you don't get something right, I think you've got some leeway there potential. I see. Okay. So Does that, that make sense? That makes sense. I, I, think, I think we're on the brink of going from... Mm-hmm a wild wild west nobody's looking to <laughs> uh yeah they the eyes are on you and they are looking and you're kidding yourself okay i think we're there but i don't think our listeners know that i heard i don't know if uh, they mentioned the in the radio this uh, morning uh something about the cryptocurrency and and they were saying, is the government delaying that? Or, or is it because they're trying to make sure everything is in place? I, I, I don't know how to read it. I don't okay. know how to read the tea leaves because um, Elon Musk is uh, saying yeah, some things, right? Yeah, they mentioned Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. No, and, he, and, and it, I think there's a sense that um, where are we going on the, on the overall currency that mm. we depend on? Yeah, you know, again, I'm not getting political here, but I'm saying that if we are heading to different currencies in the in the world Mm -hmm. and even here, how does that play into our reporting system and all that? Exactly. And and I think um, it remains to be determined. So so we're going to try and get the word out to folks to see what's coming before it hits them and they don't know what hit them (laughs) and and try and stay on top of this. But the main thing today is to say, if you're out there and you think the IRS doesn't have a clue about virtual currency, if you're out there and you think that, you know, this is an anonymous highway that nobody knows what's going on, Mm -hmm. uh, you're wrong. There's a box on the form that says, are you playing in that highway? And if the answer is yes, you better answer yes. And then once you answer yes, 
they're going to be examining whether there are brokers on that highway and are they reporting the transaction. And, following the and regardless of whether it's reported or not, you know, I've had someone many years ago said, um, Scott, I have a, a quick question. If I don't get a 1099, I don't have to report the income, correct? Interesting question. Why would he? <laughs> well, okay. the idea is that somehow that if you don't get the form, mm -hmm. it's not income. Oh, I see. Well, and we know from <laughs> even the baseball caught by the fan, right? That if you can tax it, they might tax it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and again, we're, we're talking about difficult times, right? Because taxes make everything work. Mm -hmm. So government would be apt to want to get all the taxes they're entitled to. And I assume for our listeners, we don't, we don't want as citizens to get on the wrong side of that. We want to pay our fair share of taxes. Absolutely. So uh, this is all part of that. So um, I'm not going to go through all the, the each of the legitimate mm. uh, questions, but if our listeners have questions, additional yeah. questions about what happens when I get a gift of currency, uh, how do I, what do I deal with that? How do I determine my basis? So, um, you know, it, it gets really interesting because you don't have to recognize income when you get a gift of cryptocurrency. So that's good. That makes sense, mm -hmm. right? You get a gift. Gifts are not taxable under our tax code. However, um, how do I determine basis? So question 32 says, um, you know, your basis in virtual currency received as a bona fide gift. Notice they use the word bona fide. Mm. I guess something might not be a bona fide gift, and therefore it might be taxable. So bona fide gift, not just any gift, a bona fide gift. Uh, but anyway, it differs depending on whether you have a gain or loss when you sell or dispose it. For purpose of determining whether you have a gain, your basis is equal to the donor's basis, plus any gift tax the donor paid. So in other words, you're looking at, if I gift it to you, you get what I paid for it. Oh, I see. Okay. So my, the, the, the challenge there mm -hmm. is going to be you need to know what I paid for it if I gift it to you. Make sense? Yeah, but for a gift. So, so <laughs> I get on the highway. I'm in with X amount on my little car mm -hmm. traveling along. I say, here, take my car, mm. right? You need to know what I went into the highway with, right, that I have into the car mm. that I give to you. That's kind of weird, but. Uh, well, I mean, again, by analogy, I'm trying to help folks understand yeah. that there's this highway out there and the government's looking to figure out how to tax it mm -hmm. when it's been the wild, wild west and a lot has happened mm -hmm. and the government sees an opportunity to tax it. They believe certain events, the mm -hmm. hard forks have occurred that should be taxed as a matter of policy. And there's reluctance to probably report any of this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There'll be folks out there saying, none of your business. I'm, I'm in a <laughs> esoterical exactly. world of virtual currency and, and it's private and it's none of your business. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, whatever. Right. And the government is, that's not the way it works. Our government's very, wants to cover all activities, mm -hmm. all transactions, all Define defining everything. things and, and, and help folks out. So um, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, uh, just uh, it was weird because now we're turning everything that we deal daily on regular basis, we're turning it all the rules and changing it to cryptocurrency and what applies under that. Yeah. You know, trying to compare uh, what works here. Is yeah. it going to work here? Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to So, so let me, uh, let's wrap it up this way and say, mm -hmm. okay, so does poli tax policy always translate? Mm -hmm. I would suggest to you that there are a number of folks who have for many years now 
have said that our system's too complex. Um, we, are, we, are, we are hurting our economy because our system is not simple, right? We, we have a whole industry of people that have to deal with this complex tax system that those folks, it, it costs the economy so much, right? Then I'd say the flip side of that is they're using the process of taxes to gather in data as to all of us, as to our companies, as to how we interact and so forth. Mm -hmm. So when we go to virtual currency and it, and it was perceived to be, you know, I'm going to trade, but I'm going to trade in a world that's a little bit more secret, a little bit more anonymous, and you can't touch me before, you know, while I'm out there on the highway. You know, I go on, leave me alone until I get off, and I'm going to be on there for five years. Good luck, right? Mm -hmm. Well, tax policy comes in and says, we can't have that. If there's, and they come up with hard forks. If there's hard forks occurring and you're jumping from one car to another one, you can you're between that. Bitcoin and Ethereum or something like that, then we want the opportunity to tax it. Now, how are we going to get, let's say people say, uh, you know, heck with you, I'm still not going to tell you. Well, then this is where the broker reporting it puts you in a bind, mm. right? Because now, they've reported it. Now you got to argue, hey, it wasn't a hard fork. Mm -hmm. It was a soft fork. You've got to argue the, the, you've got to argue your theory mm -hmm. and fight back. And, and, and I expect that to happen. Of course. I, just because it's in an FAQ doesn't mean you don't have a right to challenge transactions. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it, it, there's a big difference between challenging a transaction and, uh, and uh, within cryptocurrency and checking the no box win versus the yes box. You should check the yes box and then take a position contrary to the FAQ, if you're if you're up for that, and um, and then go from there, right? Right. Absolutely. And your accountants out there who are uh, doing these returns, Gilbert, they can help you when you take positions contrary to IRS guidance. Mm. Okay, they know how to do special forms. There's an 8275 or other such disclosure form that can say, yeah, I know IRS, you believe the the way of the world is this. I'm going to take a contrary position. But what the IRS wants is for you to disclose that contrary position. So you put a form inside your form. And you say, hey, I want you to know I'm taking you on. I'm taking a different position. Understand? When do you come in here when it comes to cryptocurrency, your role? Okay, so I'm kind of when if they make the disclosure or they check yes or no and they get it wrong and the IRS is on them, you want a lawyer then. When the IRS comes and they're knocking on the door, you want a lawyer, tax lawyer, to protect the information you disclose to them that should never see the light of day. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I made a mistake. Uh, I got it wrong. My accountant advised me wrong. My accountant missed it. I missed it. Whatever the explanation is, I want to fight it. That's where we come in. See, so, and then the last thing I'll say, I promise. Um, <laughs> I was just talking to someone the other day. In this country, right, our current tax policy, did you know that if you have taxes that you might owe, right, or you are asserted to owe, right, did you know that in order to have a jury trial ultimately determine that issue, you have to pay all the taxes and ask for it back? In other words, in this country, our current tax policy is that in order for you to get a jury trial, to determine some issue under the tax laws. Mm -hmm. You have to pay the tax 
and sue to get it back. If you cannot pay that tax to litigate that issue in a court like the tax court, then okay? you won't get that. You won't privilege. get the jury trial. Oh wow. I didn't know that. No. So I think there's things that when our uh, the thing I love about podcasts, the thing I love what is happening and has happened uh, more recently, information's getting out there, right? Yes. Help people be informed. And that is ultimately good. Now, deciphering good information from bad, you know, that that's that's you know, takes people have to research, people have to check them out. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, Take a look at the FAQs. If you still have questions, get with your accountant. If something goes awry and the IRS comes, your accountant or you will know to pick up the red phone. I'm the red or whatever color you want to make it. Um, you know, I'm the phone that gets in and steps in when the kind of issue gets dicey, legal, something like that. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Okay. And uh, folks, you heard him. You can go on the irs.gov uh, where... Uh, under international taxpayers, frequently asked questions, and you can get all these questions and answers, and you can look them up. Again, this is Tufts on Tax at CPLS headquarters. You can call Mr. Tufts at 877-647-7887. Again, 877-647-7887. If you have any trouble or problems with lawsuits, with taxes related to businesses, employers, friends, family, 